It's now time for a true story with Jonathan. Good morning, Light FM. This is the Sunny Side Up, and you're listening to Jonathan. I'm your host on this Tuesday morning, and I hope you're having a great day. Today, I want to talk to you about stories and how stories are used as instruments of power. When I was a little kid, my parents would tell me stories to put me to sleep. Uh, don't ask me how they found the energy to do that, but they did. And it sort of became a daily expectation. Stories became the thing I look forward to at the end of the day. One was about a little boy whose mother kept sending him out on small missions, but he'd keep making mistakes and learning too late and uh, like basically always screwing up. For example, she would ask him to bring her butter from the neighbors and he would put the butter in his pocket and it would melt. So his mom would tell him like, that's not how you carry butter in the heat. You're supposed to wrap it up with newspapers, keep it cool and dip it in water from the stream along the way so that it doesn't melt. And then she sends him out to get her a book. And so he takes her advice and he wraps the book in newspapers and he dips the book in water from the stream and he basically ruins the book and so on. And I think about this story a lot whenever I learn a lesson too late in life and I apply it to different mistakes that should have had different lessons. Another story was about a king who stole all the salt of his kingdom and dumped it in the sea and that's why the sea is salty so stories are memorable fairy tales are memorable they help us understand the world in different ways and good stories even shape the world and not just for children at an older age i started diving into comic books novels and books i was fascinated by the ability a writer has to build a universe and make me care about the characters and it's not just books also it's just it's also movies it's songs it's it's tv shows but obviously that's not where all stories are told. They're everywhere else. They shape every aspect of our lives. Take any story about the world, anyone, whether it's about World War II, the Holocaust, the independence of Lebanon, the discovery of America, or the French Revolution. And you'll find that it exists in your head as a simple narrative. It has a timeline, it has characters, it has a problem that gets solved, it has heroes and bad guys, and it has a moral. But it's just a story, and it's not an innocent one. Stories are constructed by the people who had the power to construct them, the people who won, the people who had a platform and an audience. They built this story from bits and pieces of a much more complex set of events and intentions and consequences. And if you ask someone else to tell you that same story, someone with a different political perspective or belief system or someone who went to a different country, they'd probably tell you a whole different story. Like think of Snow White or Cinderella or all these stories about women and how they're probably written by men to teach women how to be women. One of my teachers was a former activist at the Tiananmen Square protests in China in 1989. And if you don't know what those were, they were student-led protests uh, in 1989 where millions of Chinese people gathered in the square to demand reforms. They were protests targeted against the government. And so the government sent the military and massacred the protesters. Official death tolls mention 200 deaths, but leaked diplomatic cables revealed that up to 10,000 people are estimated to have died. 10,000 people. And if it's not 10,000, it's definitely in the thousand. There's no fixed number. And that's part of the story. That the story is unknown to many. And the story is unknown to many people, young people living in China today who were born after the event because the Chinese government has banned the story. It never happened. Now, how does the story get banned? By censoring speech, by monitoring social media platforms and burning books, by writing history yourself and dictating how it's taught, by killing journalists and witnesses, or imprisoning journalists and witnesses, by silencing activists, by washing the words off walls and painting over graffiti after a crime, if that sounds familiar. Stories get silenced with violence. The unfavorable story gets killed 
and the favorable one prevails. Stories are powerful political weapons, and the people in power know that. If enough people believe a story, they rebel, or they form a nation, they form a country. If enough people believe a story, they become a religion. If enough people believe a story, they will die for that story, or they will kill for that story. And they will teach that story to their children, and their children's children, and their children's children will kill and die for that story. And all it takes is a minute to realize that this is happening every day around us and in Lebanon. And if you think about it, this goes a long way in explaining why modern history isn't taught in schools today in Lebanon. Because we can't agree on a story, and because we still have separate stories. On Saturday, a black woman was found murdered in Beirut. We don't know her nationality because she was found as body parts in a bag. And as tragic as that story is, it wasn't told the way other stories get told. Many didn't hear about it. Because there's another story that's much louder in Lebanon. It's the story that tells us that black women in Lebanon don't matter. It's a story that serves economic and political powers. It's a story that makes it okay to hire migrant labor in homes for minimum wages or less than minimum wages and to abuse them. So I guess I just want to end on that. I think it's important to revisit the stories we've been told and to ask ourselves, who told them? Who was the storyteller? Who wrote these stories? And why were they written in that way? On this note, I leave you for another beautiful week and I will see you next Tuesday with another episode of The Sunny Side Up on Light FM. This was Jonathan Dagger, and I wish you a beautiful week. Goodbye. That was a true story. With Jonathan.